Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you lens insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, I'm joined by Dennis Reardon. Dennis is one of the participants in the Better Farm Sheep Program. He's based just outside Bantry in County Cork. Dennis is running a 350-year-old Black Race Hill Flock. We discuss current management on the farm, some of his plans for selling lambs this year, selecting replacements, as well as some of the breeding decisions he makes for his flock. We finish up discussing some of the changes he's made since joining the Better Farm Sheep Program. We start off, however, with Dennis giving us a little bit of background to the farm itself and the system that he's managing. Um, I'm farming in West Cork. It's a mountain farm, I suppose. It's kind of um, high enough hill. It's running up to over, over 2,300 feet. Um, I'm running all... Um, all hill yaws, about 350 hill yaws, and I have eight suckler cows as well then. We're, we're not a million miles away from Bantry at your farm, and I suppose there is there is a bit of green ground attached to it as well. It's split in two blocks, Dennis, isn't it? There is, yeah. Um, yeah, there's about 20 acres of um, green ground and oak farm. So that's, um, that's, that's a, a good addition to the, to the hill ground. And the hill, like the hill itself, it does go up quite height. It's quite hard at the upper parts of it. It is, it is, it is very, very high mountain, like a very, it's a, it's a rough hill, like, yeah. So, you're, like, you're running 350 O's, what type of O are you running that hill? I suppose, um, traditionally, it would have been the, I suppose, like, what we call the traditional um, black-faced O. Um, there would be, maybe, back the years, there would be a bit of Mayo breeding brought in, um, a bit of Suede ale. And this was over the last few years there, um, since I joined the Better Farm, um, a bit of Lennart breeding as well. Okay. So it is a mixture. It, it's between three. It was mainly that Scotch type you are having on. So it is. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. Like just we'll, we'll catch up to where you are at the moment in terms of what's happened on the farm over the last couple of weeks. Um, you were saying, I know to me earlier, you, the yos, you had them down the hill yos for weaning. Um, your crossbreds, did you wean them off slightly earlier or what's happened with the flock at the moment? Yeah, yeah. The crossbred lambs they'd be weaned um, early August, and the yaws left back up to the mountain. Then, um, this like they they'd be crossbred lambs or, or twins. Um, the yaws with the single lambs in they were up the hill. They came down there um, start of September, and the lambs weaned, and all the yaws and lambs got a dose or dipped. And the yaws left back out to the hill, and replacement lambs left back out the hill with the yaws. Like, roughly, you're running about 60, 70 yaws or crossbred lambs on them every year. The rest is gone pure, is it? Or Yeah, about that, yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's at the stage of year, like if the lambs off now, they're on the low ground. I know in previous years, you'd have probably finished a proportion of them lambs. Um, like last year, maybe we just go back to it. What did you do in terms of finishing them lambs? I know you sell a lot of stores, but some did you carry through the crossbreds or some of the hill lambs to finish? I did. I finished, I finished a lot of the crossbred lambs last year. Um, the majority of the, um, the hill lambs, the blackfish lambs, they will be sold at stores. Um, just the fact like, that um, you have lower weights and um, I wouldn't have the grass for them to carry them on. Um, whereas I get the, the crossbred lambs gone sooner. Uh, this year, no, um, I don't really plan on finishing any lambs. Uh, it's just with the, the price of the store lambs at the moment. Like, it doesn't really justify 
So like yeah, you, ha- yeah. you haven't you haven't gone with any yet as a stands. I assume so. You're going to go live with the crossbreds and the, your hill lamps this year. You're going to sell all the stores. That's the plan to sell them all the stores. Yeah, yeah. I have some of the crossbreds gone already. Okay, like just uh, you're selling live in stores. How what way you sell them? Is it through the mart or through a producer group locally? Yeah. Um, well, this year no. Um, a lot of lambs they'll be weighed live in Bentry, which is local down there, and go straight on to Lorry. So you're literally you're kind of you're going straight from your farm to straight away from it. So you're not there's no kind of waiting around on them. Yeah. So kind of um, I suppose really waiting the waiting within an hour inside in the Lorry rather than waiting on the mart. Um, like other years, I would have gone to the mart there with them. Okay. So so it's a local option for you. It's not a million miles either. Um, your crossbred lambs. Yep. What type of crossbreds you running? Um, I'd be running um, Suffolk's, and there's a blue faced Leicester ram there as well. So, um, like your options, you'd mentioned this before. Like the female crossbred lamb, have you an outlet? You've a breeding market outlet for them, have you? I do. Um, like I have a few customers there. Um, I've built up over the years there that would buy buy lambs off me and. Like some of the, the blue faces there, the mule lambs, I'd leave them around little hoggets and I had customers there as well for them. Um, I wouldn't have to go to match them. I have kind of a customer base for them. You've built that trade up over the years. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's it's another very useful outlet and I suppose there is the premium there for them lambs every year as well, over and above what you're getting for your crossbred lambs. Oh, there is definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's worthwhile. It's worthwhile breeding if you were doing right. It covers it. Look, just in terms, you mentioned you had your replacement lambs pulled off. Um, the management of them lambs, like how many do you pull off every year? And you were saying they went back up the hill. Like, how do you manage them from now to next year? The old lambs, early September, they come in with the O's. They're, um, they're clipped, they're dipped, they're dosed. They go back out to the hill with the O. Um, they stay up on the hill. The O's come back down in November for the tipping and the OLMs stay up there. So the OLMs are on the mountain right through right through until next year. See, until um, next autumn. They're not coming down to the green ground for any kind of period of time in the back end of the year. You're basically you're keeping They're them not, out. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, any OLM that's not suitable or fit to go back up to the mountain, um, they're going to sort on really. Okay. So you, you want one that's fit for the system? Like yeah, just, yeah. Just in terms of the O's, what are you doing with them at the moment? Um, I suppose the ones that had crossbreds, you them pull off a bit earlier, but have they all, have they all gone back up to the hill, or what's the plan with them? Well, um, say the O's, I would have had the crossbred lambs there. Um, a lot of them would have been older O's, say O's that would have been on there last year, but were still good O's for breeding lambs. So that's why they were put with the with the Suffolk and the blue faced blue faced Esther lambs. Um, and they were kept down over the summer in the lower ground, so they'll be salt. So salt through the colliers. It was basically a final crop of them, and you'd be hoping that they'd be in good enough condition after weaning anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, most of them would be in good, good condition. And any young girls then that um, that would have been with the would have crossbred lambs. Um, they go back up onto the mountain after weaning. Okay, so like on the low ground at the moment, you're looking at what, yeah, have you kept down in some of the colios and some of the thinner ones or has everything gone back up to the hill after we so, know? So on the lowland ground at the moment, there's um, colios, um, whatever lambs are left to sell. 
and there's a few tin yours, a few tin yours that are younger yours that I would have kept back just to um, put on a bit of condition there before tipping. Okay. If I fast forward a couple of weeks with you, um, you've kind of covered it's the only yours you go for crossbreeding. The yours that's going back to the Scotch Rams, are you, how are you picking them? Are you mob mating them in groups or are you picking them off for individual rams? Yeah, well, they'll be, they'll be divided up into groups. Um, and you say any younger rams I would have bought in, they'll be put with the younger yaws. And say older rams I would have had maybe two, three years, they'll be put with the older yaws then. You're trying to get as much of them older rams as you can on the in breeding with them? Well, yeah, well, if I, if I have a good ram that I like, I maybe might hold on to him four, five, six years if he's good enough and keep picking the yaws from so then, like another aspect, and we haven't really talked about yet, is yeah, I remember off the Better Farm Sheep Room, you won the Hill Flocks in it now for a number of years. That's how I got to know you first. Maybe just for the benefit of the listeners, you'll take us through maybe some of the changes in your system since you started. Yeah, so I suppose one of the biggest changes would be um, the yours going through them. Um, looking back, like there's a, a flock about 350 yours on the farm. Um, Going back, looking back at 2016, there would have been maybe 270 yaws lambing down. Whereas at, at the present date, uh, 2020, there would be about 330 yaws lambing down. The difference there is um, traditionally the, the yearling yaws or the 18 month old yaws wouldn't have gone to the ram. They'd have been left going until 30 months. Um, like that'd be kind of. Um, that we can tradition off a lot of the the mountains down here to, to leave yours until three year olds lambing down. So that's probably the biggest change I've made. Um and I found it worked out good enough. Um I'm happy, happy with the change. It left a lot of extra lambs on the ground for you as well. Yeah, yeah. I suppose one of the other changes I made then as well, um I suppose I wouldn't have been scanning yours previously, whereas I am now. So like it makes the management of of the flock much easier. Like um for for dealing with down twins. Divide up the yours. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose overall Dennis look it's been a fairly good season for you so far and look at with the store lamb trade the way it is, hopefully over the next couple of weeks any of the remaining lambs you'll get on well with. Oh hopefully yeah. Um yeah like there's there's been good good grass caught down with, with, with the last while. Um I'll be hoping to get a lot of lambs away fairly early there. Um, barred a few few small lambs left on this there and get get a bit of grass built up again for the for the mating there in the autumn. Okay. Dennis, good to catch up with you. Thanks for giving us an insight to your system and giving us an update of where you are at the moment. No problem at all. Good to talk to you. Okay, we'll finish things up at this point. Again, I'd like to thank Dennis for taking time out to come on with us. I was good to hear about the background and system and some of the changes he's made in it. Again, like any of the Better Farm participants, the information is available on the Chagos website. There is a particular section for the Better Farms, and I'll include that in the description link. And we'll be regular updates in the Sheep Newsletter each month. And hopefully we'll catch up again with them in a later podcast. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from the Sheep Programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagos Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to future episodes.